Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Luna, motherfucking love good. Can I get an amen up in here? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? What? Um, we have some announcements and reminders. Luna Lovegood is actually the magical RuPaul. Okay, but you didn't have to interrupt me. But I did because it just came into my head. You saw that. You saw me have that realization and it came out of my mouth the same time it came in my head. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. You're going to have to cut that out too because we just started. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Okay, so um, Hogwarts BSE is a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student, but now that this headcanon has popped into my head, you could write about RuPaul, a.k.a. Luna Lovegood, talking about if you can't love yourself, how the hell can you love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. And then they go on to Charms class. That would be great. And you can also check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories that we've already posted while you're getting your thoughts together for your RuPaul as Luna Lovegood Hogwarts BSU post. You know you can also submit to Hogwarts BSU. I know, but I'm not like, you know, the good writer. My neighbor is doing jump ropes outside. That's distracting. Well, don't look out the window. Put your blinds down. It's dark in here. All these tactics. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron and I have access to those videos, um, as well as other cool perks. Like, I just mailed out all, well, I guess when most people are hearing this, it was like a week ago. But I mailed out, like, um, some of the perks for Patron and I this week. So, that's a thing that you may have or may have not received yet. Hey, look at but, you. you know, if you want to be a Patronus, you can get those things. Yes. And it'll be fun. And you can get a great shout-out on the um, thing. On the podcast. Yes. If you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org. Also, someone sent us a cheering charm. I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to thank you. But They did. Yes, thank you. Um, um, put it in the put it later so we can do our DJ Khaled thing. Right, I'm on it. Um, yes, um, we also have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website to step up your nerd and fashion nerd fashion and stationery game. You can you know use Black Wizards of uh, the Wizarding World, and Slack is distracting me, so I'm trying to push through. Um, you can get mugs and, and, and iPhone covers and t-shirts and stickers galore. Um, so do that. Head over there. Uh, we'll be probably releasing some new stuff soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Um, also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter, newsletter, 
is the it's word. Curated by Wizard Bay Deborah um, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. And you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. Are you ready or should I go to the next No, one? I can't find it. Because the only thing I see is you. Um, but I want to do this one because I wrote it. Okay. And then I'll find it. Okay. Teamwork. <laughs> <clears throat> I need you guys to all pretend like you're listening to NPR right now. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from the Portia Patterson Philanthropy Network. Rate and review us on iTunes and enter to win a giveaway of the Ravenclaw House Edition of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. A winner will be randomly selected from those who have written a review for the podcast on iTunes. Winners to be announced on October 4th, a.k.a. Professor McGonagall's birthday. The Portia Patterson Foundation Network, supplying Potterheads in need with a good read, indeed. Shout out to Shade Queen Portia, Minister of Magical Awnings and Umbrellas, for um, sponsoring this giveaway. Yeah, and get those reviews in. Get those reviews Especially if you're in. a Ravenclaw, because right. it is the Ravenclaw edition. So if you're a Ravenclaw and you don't rate and review us, I just feel like you're blocking your own blessings. But and also, you should not do that. You don't but have also, to be a Ravenclaw because you, just you can collect just be all one of them. on the house editions. Because exactly. you know you're going to get all of them. Because, like, personally, me, I almost bought all four when I was in Ireland. But then I was like, Bayana, you can't fit four, enti- four extra books in your suitcase. Be cool. So I just got one. But I still plan on getting all the others. So, you know, also, if you were like me and you want all four editions of the, like, or all four house editions of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone... Start now. Start now. You know? Review. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. And then it's gonna be completely, I even found a thing, so it's completely randomized, so it's fair. Just review us, and then you're entered to win. The other thing, though, is I also got a house edition while I was in Dublin. Where is it? I don't know. I'm about to put a... A finder's fee on it. Robin's about to but put a review up. Robin's about to put a review on there so she can get a, a chance to win. Because can you get a like? It's in my apartment. It has to be. You. It's there. It has to be. It. If not, I'm flying back. I bet to Dobby stole it. Huh? I said Dobby probably stole it. Dobby, you got to get socks. You can't be getting books. Books don't get you free. No, he was like, you're, you can't read Harry Potter. Dark and troubling times are happening. <laughs> and if you read Harry Potter, then they'll happen to you or something. Uh, I don't know. I made that up. It doesn't make very much sense. Yeah, but, but I'm also fine. worried about, like, why I have a house elf in my house and my house looking like this. Like, obviously, the house elf, I'm not one to, like, own a house elf. But if you're going to be here using up my electricity, my gas and electric, help a sister out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes a little um, left. It now, goes a little sideways, but like I'm just saying, the whole the whole analogy was sideways already, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We're good. And now for Wizard Team news. <laughs> um. So Pottery Barn has joined the campaign for getting all of our money. With their new Harry Potter line. So if you have not yet gone to Pottery Barn, where they are selling bedspreads, pillows, Isn't it like little canopies PB for your bed, jewelry racks, 
jewelry, yeah, jewelry racks um, that are really head. That's really Hedwig's cage. An entire jewelry like cabinet that's the mirror of Erised. Like I just I don't understand. They have little pennants. They have backpacks. They are basically like, hey, Bayana, guess what? That paycheck. You're not all that money you thought you were gonna <laughs> save. That money you thought you were gonna save, so you can go on like real trips and like you know be an adult and like pay off your credit card. Ha ha! You thought that's um, ours now. I do so. want to shout out how on brand I am because not only was obviously Wizard Team Slack channel y'all were on it, Wizard Team Facebook group y'all were on it, but four separate coworkers sent it to me. Four separate coworkers, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know, but also. Three other people send it to me. Can y'all just talk? Can y'all just assume that one of y'all sent it to me? <laughs> but I was also yeah, like, I'm I on saw board. it on, I saw it on someone else's page, and then I think I shared it on Slack, and then someone, and then like two people shared it on the Facebook group, and then it, man. But that, but it, it's also beautiful too. Like that's the thing is like it's expensive, but you can tell it's like nice. not cheap. Like it's really nice stuff. I'm actually kind of um, mad because so I'm trying I to figure have out. ADD. And I was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get some of those sheets because I need to get new sheets. But then I went on Amazon Basic and I got sheets, <laughs> basic bitch sheets. But Are they those, Harry Potter sheets at least? They oh, are not. Damn, cold. I got the basic bitch sheets. <laughs> but the basic bitches sheets for basic bitches were affordable in a way that the Harry Potter ones were not. And. I mean, I don't know. I didn't. Check I may the not be count, a basic but... bitch, but I'm sleeping on their sheets. Okay, Amazon Basic. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what they oh, do for me. Oh my gosh, that's real. I'm just saying. I'm getting. I'm. I think I might get the sheets. I have to hold out for. I really need a place to put all my jewelry, and this seems like the thing. The headway yeah. cage, but also I don't have I don't have the money to do all that. I could just go buy a jewelry box from Target, right. but also I really want the cage because it's amazing. What is so check in with us that? next time. Check in with us next time, and uh, we'll figure out if Bayana <laughs> spent all her money on Hedwig's cage. Next Bayana's time, gonna be like, I'm um, hungry. I ain't ate in a while. Like why? But I, I got Hedwig's cage well, though. I got a place to put all my earrings though. <laughs> <laughs> my time turner is hanging real magnificently though. Flourishing. The Harry Potter Alliance and She's the First are working to expand education access for all girls. So check out their fundraising campaign on Indiegogo. The merch is lit. They literally have a Wands Up t-shirt. This is another one of those things where I'm like, I really want this stuff, but I can't get no more t-shirts. But it's the Harry Potter Alliance, so it's a good cause. But I have so many T-shirts. It's a, it's a moral dilemma, I would say. But what is not a moral dilemma is that um, this campaign is really awesome. And the money raised, 50% of it goes to the Harry Potter Alliance. 50% of it goes to the She's the First campaign, which, just, um, which is going to give out scholarships. Um, so, and... Um, you should check out some of the stuff that the Harry Potter Alliance is doing. Full disclosure, I am a volunteer for the Harry Potter Alliance. But they have, they, when we were in Dublin, they sent out this waiting list Hogwarts letter, and it broke my damn heart. It was like, congratulations, you've been put on the Hogwarts waiting list. If you were 
Wait, Girl, they sent it. This is what you could have. I was like. Damn. Right? But it's so real because, like, there's so many, and there t- there's a lot of things happening around the campaign just about, like, a lot of the different ways in which education for women and girls is hindered. Um, in a lot of countries, if you're on your period, you just can't go to school. Like, you just, you just not, you're not learning. Um, here, you know, we have to worry about, you know, and it's not just, um, cisgendered it's you know if you're transgendered if you're gender non-conforming um it's a really great campaign they're doing a lot of really cool stuff to like bring attention to these things and and the merch is lit <laughs> you can get uh the when in doubt go to the library shirt and dip in your house colors man listen but I told myself I can't get no more t-shirts, though. Bro. The man. <laughs> she don't need another t-shirt. So, this is good. But maybe if I get Neither rid of Neither do I, to be honest. Yeah, you it. have to get rid of, like, ten. I'm plotting. I mean, I'm saying that as, like, a person who also has way too many t-shirts. <laughs> and I started, like... Throw, like not throwing them away, but you know, putting them in a place where I can give them away later. And I still have so many. I gave no, away. I gave. Oh, I gave away my um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Ravenclaw shirt. I gave away another Ravenclaw shirt hmm. to two of my friends this weekend. Well, I actually use. I actually use my Hufflepuff one though. Yeah, but I just. I mean, I was yeah, only using my Ravenclaw one to sleep wear it. And I bought those Harry Potter pajamas at uh, at Penny's slash Primark. Right. Um, so I gave away two Ravenclaw shirts and a couple other t-shirts. I gave away an Oaklandish t-shirt, the one with the Bart line as the oak tree. It's so cute. I'm going to miss oh, that Oh, yeah, I remember that one. But it was too tight. I remember that. It just didn't fit anymore. Yeah. Um, There's like, yeah. Your sister got a bunch of stuff. I had this this skirt that I gave her. She didn't want it. I'm going to probably give it to you. If you don't want it, then I'll give it to people in need. Well, you got to tell me what it looks like. But we can do that. Not on the podcast. Right. Um, another one. We got a cheering charm this week. Yeah, so we shout did. shout out to Ashley Snellgrove. Ashley, you the best. Wait a second. You loyal. You smart. We appreciate you. Another one. I don't know, but she recently joined our um, our Facebook group as well. So thank you for your support and your thoughts on Harry Potter. And I think I think she went to like the orchestra version of like the Harry Potter movies with, uh, with like, the live the orchestra. Live. I want to go to that. Another yeah. part. Another I think it's happening in Chicago in November. And like around Thanksgiving, and I might—they don't know it yet—but my siblings want to have a siblings' giving this time, so they might just turn up. They might just end up at this at this event, and who knows how they got there? That's probably not going to happen unless your parents help you buy <laughs> They're the gonna tickets. They're going to be like, "Cause." Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up, <laughs> but I mean, I shoot, they might, they might. If I'm like, "Hey, right. I want to do this cool thing. You want to help me out?" Right. They might, but. So that's what I'm saying. They never know. And they don't listen to this podcast, so they will have no idea what hit them. 
of course I might also forget to do this but you know in a perfect world I have surprised my siblings by taking them to a Harry Potter thing that they can't get out of because they came to see me Mwahaha. do you know how many times I've done stuff like that and it's blown up in my face Usually around my birthday. <laughs> I have had some of the worst birthdays that my friends were like, you can no longer plan your birthday. Mostly because I was like, well, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to go to Medieval Times. Because I remembered Medieval Times as a 10-year-old, like the last time I went. And I was like, no, they fight for real. They do the whole thing. It was so cheesy. And we had drove because the nearest Medieval Times is in Anaheim so that no one could really drink. And they were like, no more. We're not doing this again. Damn. I was like, I thought, yeah. I remember. I don't usually I have me. birthday things unless someone else plans it for me because I never know what I want to do. Same. Well, my brother yeah. and I, our birthdays are three days apart and he usually will do something big and then I'm like, I don't know, we can have a barbecue or just nothing. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like. Or dinner. Yeah, growing up, I just usually had like sleepovers and stuff. And then, like, shout out to. Um, someone else who doesn't listen to this podcast, but she's like my big sister. Shout out to her for throwing me a 21st birthday party because if she hadn't, then I would have drank some wine with my mom. We went to Rudy's. And watched Scandal. Oh yeah, after we went to Rudy's, I would have drank some wine with my mom <laughs> with my mom and watched Scandal. <laughs> okay, so Homeboy has like a suspension, like, like a like a tape or something around his legs you, and he's now doing squats but just out in the street oh it's like the it's like the elastic um I mean, why are we talking about this person it's it's a um it's like those band things right it's not tape it's like an elastic thing i used to have to use them for softball um because you can use it on like pretty much any of your muscles so we used to put it on like a a fence and then like use it as a no one else can see me except you and like the people who are patrons or whatever but you like do the like baseball swinging motion thank you Amani a resistance band that's what it's called um yeah it's very useful if you like working well, out like gonna have some nice little thigh muscles in his butt when he doing these drops I see you I see you my man get it um um magical birthdays sorry i have chocolate in my mouth um magical (laughs) birthdays tuesday is slash was slash forever will be hermione motherfucking granger's birthday hermione motherfucking granger get into it um i was gonna plug a thing that happened with uh uh, Hermione and the Core Life Crisis, but then I realized like y'all are gonna miss it, so never mind. If you hear it at this point, then you're too late. Oh but yeah, you, can, you know, follow them if you don't already on Twitter at Hermione Series um, because they're awesome. And if you haven't watched the first um, five episodes of Hermione Granger and the Core Life Crisis, get your life. What are you doing? Like, why are you? Robin, what are you doing, actually? He's doing, like, a step and move, but I just want to be with him on it, you know? Close the damn window. I can't. can't. You can't. (laughs) What? It's too dark in here. My light is out. Leave the poor dude alone is all I'm saying. Just leave him alone. But I see him. He's doing. Happy birthday, Hermione. Let's get Robin to leave her neighbor alone. Another magical birthday. Another one. It is 
the greatest to ever done done it. Corbs adorbs. He got that name. He earned that name because he is an adorable human. He is, as I like to call him, Hitler's dream baby, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, sweet as pie, from Wisconsin, loves cheese. Actually, he's not from Wisconsin. He was born in San Diego, but his parents are from Wisconsin. But still, he's four on Saturday. And he is so magical. Like, he is the kind of magical where they went to um, a Green Bay game. The first they went to the opening opener. No, they went to the last preseason game in Green Bay. And people were stopping him on the streets to take pictures with him. Strangers were like, can I take pictures with this adorable human, this little wizard, this little adorable magical baby? And I'm sad because I'm missing his birthday party. And it had something to do with paws, and I think there were going to be puppies there. And there's no one Corbin, there's a bounce house because, like, my boy jumps. Paw Patrol? Huh? Paw Patrol! Paw Patrol? Yeah, that's what it said. What is that? I mean, Ata loves Paw Patrol. I have no idea, but when I talked to Ami on the phone, oh, that well, was listen. all she wanted to talk about. Ami Nata is on <laughs> some serious so. television restriction. Because she was talking to me and her all yeah. her dreams and everything. I was like, you watch too much TV, girl. And then she tried to give me she a guilt does. tip talking about how she dreamt of Baba Yaga. Which, yes, my fault. But I was tired. I didn't realize I was scaring her like that. So I might have done a wow. irreversible damage to the baby. But. Older older cousins, man. I mean, you know, she had to have a black yellow moment. <laughs> so. I forgot that. Every kid needs a black yellow moment. I forgot. Oh, man. My uncle um, showed me it when I was way too young. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, you're going to go see no the new it? No one showed me and scared, I'm like, like, hells no. <laughs> no. Scared of clowns. Terrified yeah. of clowns. And then yeah. my gra- my gra- godfather took me to the circus. And like, I don't remember much, but I just remember being like, that's not right. That. <laughs> it's not right. It's not safe. It's not natural. The Lord is not happy. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm not about it and I'm not about Blackula. And I think I've told the Blackula story already, so I'm gonna leave it alone. Just yeah. know. I'm not I don't like vampires and especially not black exploitation <laughs> vampires. I'm not about it. I'm not. Also I've read um, like nine okay. Mercy Thompson books in the last week and um I just stand by the fact that the Fae are like the best. They kidnapped. That's a great. Kid but you know why we're here? Them just because they could. You know why we're here? Yeah, Lena Lovegood. You know why we're here though? Lena Lovegood. Yeah, so we should we should do that because I don't really know what we're talking about anymore. Previously on Wizard Team, um, Mrs. Weasley was running through the twelve with her woes. Running through the twelve with my woes. You know how that ish go. You know how that ish go. You know how that ish go. Running through the 12 with my woes. With my woes. Okay, yes. Um, also, Matt, I showed Harry a um, picture of all the original members of the Order of the Phoenix, half of which died like right after the picture was taken, but you know, it was cool, I guess. Um, 
Fred and George are getting illegal substances from Mundungus. Ron and Hermione were both made prefects, and Harry, for some reason, thinks that he should have been made one, and so does I'll do a lot of the adults. I'm not sure. None of them seem to have met Harry Potter, so it's a strange kind of situation happening we there. We did um, put a, um, we did, like we told you, like we said we were going to undo it. We put a, uh, <laughs> a poll, <laughs> we put a poll on Twitter, and every, I think like 50% said Dean should have been prefect and then yeah. connie brought majority up majority said that, like, does seamus blow stuff up in the in the books i'm not sure but then i was like he did try no, to turn he his water into but rum it's... but then that was also in the movie so. that was also the movie no so i so this is the way that i think of seamus because i know he doesn't blow shit up in the books but um it's like one of the things that i consider canon even though it's from the movie it's like one of the maybe two things no i think it's the only thing from the movies that i consider canon I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, it didn't happen in the books, but he's still in the back blowing shit up yep. all the time. Basically. Also, even if he's not, I don't care. Dean should be prefect, not him. That's because Dean is your wizard bay. Yes, but also just he, of all the, of the five of them, he seems the most responsible. Um, okay, so, chapter 10, Luna Lovegood. Um, so Harry had a troubled night's sleep. His parents wove in and out of his dreams, never speaking. Mrs. Weasley sobbed over Creature's dead body, watched by Ron and Hermione, who were wearing crowns. And yet again, Harry found himself walking down a corridor, ending in a locked door. Um, so, he's got a lot going on in his, in his brain right now. Um, on top of his horcrux, like, on top of Voldemort's shit, like, He's also like, Ron and Hermione now think, like, you know, he's, he's just worried. It's like all the stuff he's been worried about kind of just culminating in this weird, like, mishmash. Oh my of, god, like, Order of the Phoenix is just a long-ass Drake album. Just a long-ass yes. Drake well, album. But one that's, like, consistent all the way through. <laughs> and not just good for singles. Yeah. So... Maybe not a Drake album, but, like, a Drake stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> but consistency is important. Just, you know, just want to say. Um, so, so maybe yeah, so then he, wa- he wakes abruptly. Emo. Get on it. Sorry. Let's go. Done. Um, he wakes abruptly um, to find Ron already dressed and talking to him. Better hurry up. Mum's go- going ballistic. Says we're going to miss the train. There was a lot of commotion in the house. Um, Fred and George bewitched their trunks to fi- fly downstairs. And instead, it ran straight into Jenny and knocked her down two flights of stairs into the hall. Uh, Mr. Mrs. Black and Mrs. Weasley were both screaming at the top of their voices. Could have done her a serious in- injury, you idiots. Whoa, whoa, Filthy whoa. half-breeds besmirching the house of my father's. It's it's quite it's there's a lot happening. But like Molly, um, you gonna call your kids idiots? So that's like real harsh. Like there is like a you know you name call or whatever. I don't know if this is a thing in like everyone's house, but in our house it's like you do not call anyone dumb. You don't call them idiots. You don't belittle their intelligence. You can true. say that wasn't very unless, smart. Unless unless your sibling. Like, well, yeah, but the mama. It's the parents don't do it. Yeah, the mama, no. But I mean, also, in my I house, wondering the, if, the like, siblings, that's... we did it, but we got in trouble for it. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, like, duh, but you still did that shit. You still did that shit, yeah. Brandon still does yeah. that shit, and it still um, makes my feel like, I'm very smart. <laughs> okay. He's like, I know. Calm down. You're an adult now. And I'm like, uh. Since it's cancers, man. <laughs> cancers. <laughs> um, <laughs> cancers are really sensitive. It's what kind of a lot. Except, like, all the, I mean, it's not to say that they're not sensitive, but all the, like, cancer men that I know are much more, like, quiet about it. (laughs) But I think just, that could just be because they're introverts, so, never mind. Um, Or, like, you know, yeah, more reserved. Anyway, I know, like, you and then Aminata, and so... So we we are just just ran... We are both just ran by our emotions our emotions run the show it's true our emotions have yeah. the license the registration everything <laughs> Woo. man it is quite a lot also um, you just compared me to a five-year-old and i was like okay with that because it was valid which i need to check my life because it was yeah i mean i'm not gonna apologize for that <laughs> I'm saying, like, I, that was a moment of introspection for me, because I was like, she just said, you and Aminata, and I was oh, like, damn. yep. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's what it is. Right. I am who I am. Also, okay, really quickly, back to, um, back to Walberga and Mrs. Weasley, like, screaming, the, the, like, transition into that. Is, is actually kind of really smooth and a little bit scary at the same time. Like, you could have done her a serious injury, you idiots, we'll filthy half-breeds, left. besmirching the house of my father's. Like, damn, you're besmirching a house because you knocked Jenny down? I mean, you know. Filthy it, 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 It's two different people saying it, but it's kind of, like, right. the writing is, is cute. Um, so, Hermione came into the room with Hedwig because um, her parents just sent her back. Uh, Harry asks if Ginny's alright, which, you know, is an opportunity. Um, well, I think, no. I think that if moments like this had happened more often in this book, it would have been really I mean, great. it would have been great if um, Harry would have asked Ginny if things. she was alright when they got all got together down with trunks. That Instead too, yes. Hermione true. Ginny's okay. But I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, he, he just woke up. was not so. set up well at all. <laughs> this no. romance, I'm it not buying Nope. Um, but now, oh, so Mrs. Weasley patched her up, but now Mad-Eye is complaining because they, in saying that they can't leave until Sturgis Podmore comes back, otherwise the guard will be one short. Um, so before we get into Harry and him not being a Ravenclaw, how, so Sturgis has been gone since Harry's hearing, right? Like, Mad-Eye mentioned the night before. This is what I get confused about because So, I mean, it's been, it's been a little bit. He says... Sturgis is getting as unreliable as Mundungus, and it's like, have you not seen him since the trial, or has he popped up and then gone again? Because if you've not seen him since yeah, the it's trial, not clear. like y'all should be worried at this point, especially because he's not Mundungus. Like it's been at least it's been like two, three right. weeks, right? And like, right? I, and so that's why I'm confused about like. Especially after we just went through you showing Harry all these people, right, who were, like, in the order last time. And some were, like, killed two days later. Some you couldn't, you never found his body. He just disappeared. And, like, with 
Podmore, you're just like, oh, he's just a, uh, uh, like, uh, shoot, can't think of the word. He's, he's a delinquent, basically. Like, he's not reliable and all this stuff, and it's like, okay, but you're in a spy organization going against a dark lord. If somebody's going missing, doesn't turn up a couple times to the things they're supposed to turn up to, maybe you should just, you know, check on them. See if they're all right, and if they're not all right. Maybe. Well, this is why I think that he has popped up because <laughs> there's he's a problem. Under, if you go to the wiki, um, Lucius puts Sturgis under the Imperius curse, so he could oh, have okay, him. Okay, that's like, what it was. Shot, like popping up at work, or like not at. That's true. He can't go. Can he go back to the headquarters? I don't think so. But well. Yeah, he could. Sturgis could go to our resident Vermont spy place. expert he, wants you to know if you're a spy organization and your contact doesn't check in after 24 hours when a shift is up, y'all failing. And that is from someone who knows about spies. We don't know how he knows, but he knows. <laughs> I'm not even a spy. Um. <laughs> don't tell nobody. So yeah, so Imperius curse. Don't tell God. Um, so yeah, Imperius Curse, that's what it was. I knew that they had gotten attacked. I knew that she, he got attacked. I couldn't remember like what had happened to him. So okay, he's not, he hasn't disappeared. He's just act still, he's acting funny. Right, but it's he's says, not acting like, the way that he on usually acts. The 12th of August 1995, he gets put under the Imperius yeah. Curse. On the 31st of August, he's back on guard duty, um, but under the Imperius no. Curse. So. No, that's. Well, that doesn't seem that. I mean, that might not be true because this is all from the wiki um, and not Pottermore or anything. But no, I know that. But like the thirty first of August was the day that they were doing the um, what is it called? So the day before was the prefect like dinner celebration, and Mad Eye mentioned that he hadn't that Sir just hadn't returned his good invisibility cloak. Um, so it seems weird that they would know that he was on guard duty if Mad Eye's like, yeah, I can't find him. He hasn't returned my invisibility cloak. Okay, so that might be wrong. Maybe that's just they 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 assume that because he um he gets mentioned again on the thirty first. That could make yeah. Sense. Maybe. But yeah, okay. Anyway. Sums up with Sturgis Podmore and Mad Eye. Not being who, con- I mean, as we're about and to Mad Eye Moody is not being. That's what I'm saying. Vigilant. But it's weird though, right? Because like he's he. There's so many like things, right? So um, Harry asks guard, "Why we have to go to King's Cross with a guard? You have to go to King's Cross with a guard," said Hermione. "Why?" said Harry. "I thought Voldemort was supposed to be lying low. Are you telling me he's going to jump out from behind a dustbin and try to do me in? So one, he might constant vigilance." Fam, did you not? That's actually literally what happened to Mad Eye Moody last summer. She's not wrong. She's not. So wrong. I just feel like it's also we just be like a little bit more. he is back, and He's his back. followers like, are back. I don't get it. And you know that, like, you know, you're probably no going to see believes. Lucius Malfoy. So Harry is such like he. There's moments, right, where he's like, yeah, because I'm like, you, you're spending all this time and you're like, I got to let people know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is serious. And then he's like, well, why do I have to have a guard? 
Weren't you just... You were attacked by Dementors in Little Winging a month ago. So on like, um, on our Slack channel, our blackgirlscreate.com, you can join our Slack. We have statuses. And my status is a Ravenclaw. And it says, I'm what Harry could never be. Because, do you want me to say it? Harry ain't no Ravenclaw. He just doesn't have the range. Just, I'm... I'm not understanding. Not understanding. Um. So Yay, I don't know. It's just Portia, what Mad Eye says. Said Hermione. Portia says Harry's oh. EQ tapping into Mad Eye's trauma not long after Mad Eye triggered him with the Order of the Phoenix pick, which makes it seem like I know it's like subconscious, but it also makes it seem like Harry's subconscious is petty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't. Um, so yeah, so Mad Eye says that they have that he has to have a guard, but again, like something's up with Serge Podmore. He's not turning up when he's supposed to be turning up. Somebody go check on the dude or like let Dumbledore know, like, hey fam, something going on, he's not acting like he's supposed to act. Well they might have let Maybe Dumbledore he's know. Under the Imperius curse. Well, they can't I mean, find him. So. Later, Mad Eye says he's gonna let Sergius know that, like, he's or let Dumbledore know that Sergius has been acting up, but not like it doesn't sound like he's concerned. It sounds like he sounds annoyed, if that makes sense. Right, and that's uh, the other thing okay. about like the Imperius so, Curse that I don't. I, the thing I don't like about it in the movies is that you can like they look obviously under the influence. They look mm-hmm. drunk, like similar to when um, Harry takes Felix Felicis, 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 yeah, but. It has to be subtle enough that no one is like, oh, he's under the Imperius curse. Or like, but he is doing things that are like out of character. And that seems like you should be constantly vigilant and be like, Sturgis would not normally just like ghost on me or not show up for guard duty. um, So we should check this out. Because if nothing else, if he's not under the Imperius curse, what if he turned turncoat? What if he went Peter Pettigrew? What if he pulled a Pettigrew on y'all? Like, possibility. Yep. You're in a war. Like, I mean, I don't know. They got it. They'll figure it out. Um, so they go downstairs. No one's bothering to quiet um, Wahlberger's portrait because they were making so much noise that like she was going to wake up again anyway. Um, Harry, you're to come with me and Tonks, shouted Mrs. Weasley. repeated Scum creatures the, of dirt. Uh, okay, yeah, but I was about to... I had to finish the... I got excited because I really love the creatures of dirt thing. I put two hearts next to it. I know. I could have. I could have let you do that, but even they didn't even get. Nope. I said over the, and then you just started screaming. I was excited. Go ahead. So Sirius decides that he's going to come to King's Cross anyway. Okay, just gonna skip the whole thing because okay, that's fine. he's like, skip what? I'm not skipping it. I'm I'm explaining what's about to happen. Okay. You gonna let mm-hmm. me do the do my thing? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yep. You sure? You sure? Positive. Okay. You gonna go? Cool. Um, I'm I'm about to actually. That was exactly what I was 
about to do. Just want to make sure you're done. You're ready. You're good. Been ready. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, Sirius decides that he is going to go to King's Cross, even though Dumbledore said no. Um, he appears at Harry's side as Harry clambers over various trunks, cluttering the hall to get to Mrs. Weasley. Oh, honestly, said Mrs. Weasley. Well, on your own head, be it. Um, and so they all go outside uh, where they meet Tonks, who is disguised as an old woman with a tight with tightly curled gray hair and a purple hat shaped like a pork pie. Um, so at first I was like, why does she need to disguise herself if like, you know, Harry and Mrs. Weasley are? But then I remembered she has a job and yeah. the ministry probably wouldn't want to see her walking down the street with Harry Potter. And probably Weasley's. not so yeah so you know smart also it's just fun like if i could change my appearance all the time i would like you know what i'm saying you're a black woman you can um well From not as quickly one day long luxurious straight locks the next day girl you know how long that takes well i guess if i had wigs if but you were beyonce i'm not that if I was Beyonce, that would too. If I had a whole team. <laughs> I don't have a whole team. And there was a girl who cosplayed. At LeakyCon, there was a cosplay contest. And like people were cosplaying, obviously, because it's a con. And she was Tonks, and she had a bunch of um, like animal mask beaks things like on her neck so like she would put like up with like a duck nose and then a pig's nose. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> I was like, look at you. That's awesome. That's um, that's kind of that's a win. Yeah, she didn't win. Um, but it was clever, but still, that's she she won she won in life. She won she our hearts and minds. <laughs> the contest, yeah, she didn't win the contest. Um, okay, yeah. So um, they're they're waiting. They're or sorry, they're still running late um, because Mad Eye again wanted to wait for Sturgis. Um, and Mrs. Weasley says, if only Arthur could have gotten us the cars from the ministry again, but Fudge wouldn't let him borrow so much as an empty ink bottle these days. How muggles can stand traveling without magic? I mean, I can't, but I have to. <laughs> Neither I can have I. no choice. But I you. did have a question about this because... <laughs> I can't stand it, but... Um, this does seem like if you have to get to the platform without magic, um, it seems like it would be a burden on poor ma- wizarding families like the Weasleys. Because, um... Well, I think that, like, it's probably not... I think this case, because they're closer, they're doing it without magic, right? Because you can't, like, apparate or whatever. But, like... Well, I guess we haven't really seen how they travel without Harry. Because, like, there are things like the night bus, which I don't think is that expensive, but I also can't remember off the top of my head how much it is. Um... But the night bus is also for, I'm like, sure there's, like, things like flu powder. So it's, like... You said what? I, I always thought the night bus was for, like, stranded witches and wizards. Well, no. they It's for, like, if you... Whenever you want it. So, like, oh, okay. uh, in this book? Or... Mm, I can't remember if it's this one or half... No, it's this one. It's not Half-Life Prince. Um, in this one, after Christmas, they take the night bus back to Hogwarts. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I just um, think it's interesting, though, because we don't get to, obviously, because they're with Harry, but also we don't get to hear about many other families. Like, could you just operate to the platform? 
is that more difficult to be sidled on apparition if you have a bunch of luggage and stuff? <laughs> like, right. um, is that True. like even possible? And if it is that people have to get to Hogwarts or get to the train and they have to do it without magic or they can't like, or without obvious magic, I would say, because the ministry cars were um, bigger on the they inside. Have the undetectable extension charm. Yeah. yeah, which is hilarious okay. because Arthur got in trouble for doing the exact same thing with his car, but the ministry cars could do it. But that's fine, whatever. That's not here. Well, but. that's not actually the ministry cars. Oh yeah, like, you know, followed the rules. And there are regulations, and so it was used that way. Also, they don't fly. Right, right. <laughs> so, But then, yeah, that. so then Portia brings up, which is where I was going with this, is like Scottish wizards who have to go to London to get on a train. To get to Hogwarts. To get to Hogwarts in Scotland. Or, like, wizards that mm-hmm. live in Hogsmeade. Like, I, if I lived in Hogsmeade, I was like, you can catch me at the gate. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they would have to go to, if they're at Hogsmeade, they're literally, they're at Hogwarts. Also, like, wouldn't it, well, maybe it, not. I was like, wouldn't it suck to live at Hogsmeade, like, and go to Hogwarts? But maybe not, because then, like, you could visit home right. instead or you something. You could probably but it just, live I feel like the novelty in Hogsmeade and not have to room and board at Hogwarts. In which case, I wonder what the cost of um, education would be without room and board. Because Hogwarts is heavily yeah. subsidized, but they do have to pay a fee. And if you could live at home... No, they don't have to pay a fee. They have to pay for, like, their school supplies. Like, they uh, don't have to pay to be at Hogwarts. They have to pay for their school supplies. So, they wouldn't have... So, they don't pay for room and okay. board. Cool. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was just my little note there. I wonder what it's like for magical families without the means to get to London. So, um... The great black dog gave a joyful bark and gambled around them, snapping at pigeons and chasing its own tail. Um, Harry couldn't help laughing. Sirius had been trapped inside for a very long time. And, like, while this is dangerous, and he probably most definitely shouldn't be doing this, he also should, like... He should be able to go outside. Dumbledore couldn't let him just run around. I was going to say, he not just let him run around the front yard for a little bit. You know and what I was thinking later, was or like, that... Um, he could have been like, you know, like um, Phil Chaz, Mrs. Norris. Like he could have just been like Dumbledore got a dog at Hog at Hogwarts. Um, Hogwarts, right? Because remember in the last chapter, I mean, in the last book, he was like, "Hey, McGonagall, there's a dog on ha- at Hagrid's pumpkin patch. Right. Go get him, take him to my office, and be like, he'll be with you soon." Right. It'd be great. I mean, but also like. Yeah, there. I think, yeah, there's just probably other options. He shouldn't have done it, but, like, right. when you get cooped up like that, you do dumb stuff. Yeah. Listen, after after every single one of my, like, super introvert phases where I, like, go full hermit, um, when I come out of that, I do some of the dumbest, most, like, idiotic and unsafe extroverting. It's not even extroverting. It's just reckless. Last time, I was I visiting wait. you. I just made some random friend at a bar. Went to his house. You did. And you just walked around Walked Chicago around Chicago with a stranger. You did. Because I was cooped up. Yeah, I mean... I... Yeah. 
never experienced that emotion, but it's not an emotion. I it's, could see it how it is literally it's a just thing madness. It is just mania. that someone it's could do. It's mania. I, I can see how some people get cabin fever and then they do things like that. I just am not one of those people because <laughs> I like my. It's I like good my because it's myself. very dangerous. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so it took them 20 minutes to reach King's Cross by foot, which was, it's really funny as we were, as we were reading this and I can't, we, maybe we did do this, but I was like, it's only 20 minutes from King's Cross and we didn't go walk around and search for Grimald place, but it's fine. Next time we go to London, we will. Um, <laughs> we spent like all that time looking for Diagon Alley and then we realized that it was like, you can imagine a Diagon Alley. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. That was quite funny. Um, <laughs> oh my god I passed a Diagon place. Alley in Dublin and I was like this Diagon Alley looking bullshit it was lit up at night I was like good lord I would be happy here <laughs> and like Where's... and and people on, and like British people and Irish people just live that way right like just where's Flourish and Blotts oh Alley. it's around the corner with the 250 euro first edition Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban which is my favorite book of all time Oh, I should have bought it. I didn't have the money. Like, I literally wouldn't have been able to get home. But I should have bought it. Sorry, back to the hermit thing. Amani said that, he said, never seen a ceiling in my my whole life. I'm like, in my head, I was just like, I have. (laughs) Uh, He said, I have questions. I I love ceilings. I can't explain it. Who can explain it? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so um, we're off to Hogwarts. They get to he gets to platform nine and three quarters, which you know because we've done this four times already. It's like a very small little thing. They're like they just leaned, they just leaned into the platform and fell easily through. On like it's so easy now. It's not like you have to go at it at a run. It's just you know whatever. Just gonna walk through this wall. Um, I said my wizards Harry don't dance. We just pull up our pants and do the rock away. Lean back. Lean back. So, so you know what I don't understand? What? Is that like... I don't understand how you know some of these songs like enough to remix them, but then you don't know who juicy j and like lil wayne are i because just, those are, i'm too old for them it perplexes and me. also we were just watching no a ton. you just you're too old we were for just lil watching wayne and juicy j but you know who fat joe we were just is? watching robin. a ton of old school videos robin. in dublin you were with robin. me when we were watching lean back robin but also robin. yes because that song robin. was on the radio i'm too old for the people who are literally all in the same era as the person you just quoted no no that's not how that works. I don't know who Juicy no. J is. I thought it was Jesse J, who I like. Does it, uh. How would you think that? I just saw people you were saying Jessie it. Jesse J made bands make her dance. I thought they were just garbling their mouths. Juicy J, you mean Jesse J? What are y'all saying? I don't know. Thank you, Amani. Three Six Mafia has been around for longer than Fat Joe. I know who Three I mean, Six shit, Mafia no is. I didn't know. Like... I don't know who the people in Three Six Mafia are. That's like asking me the members of Migos. I know that there's Amigos. I don't know who they are. You don't know the members of Migos, and you hang around with me all the time. That's a lie. You know at least one of them. No, Quavo. Name name a member of Quavo's Amigos. Quavo's from Cheros. Okay, there we go. I'm like, at least you know one. 
I was like, there's no way you don't know anything. And I only know him, and I thought that he was different. I thought he was his own thing. What do you mean you thought he was different? Because we, there was another... Oh. Because uh, he's on a um, Chance the Rapper song. Yeah, he's on a lot of... Well, and he says... Um, Your mama ain't the truest. It's hilarious line. What is that? Which line ass? Which fine ass? Hilarious. But also, we just okay, watched the Lean Back gonna, video together. You were with me. It just the what video? The Lean Back video. Oh, I mean, yeah, but but like, it wouldn't have popped up in my head, like I fresh just, in my head, without it, without having just seen it. Okay. And you also just kind of ruined um, my whole, my wizards don't dance. That was great. That was great. I mean, it, it was great. I just, I had questions is all. All right. So. I don't know what that means, Harry Imani. inhaled the. F- okay, let's go. Okay. Just get out of the chat. Let's get into Harry Potter. Okay. Who inhales the familiar smell and fills his spirit sore. He was really going back. Aww. I hope the others make it in time, said Mrs. Weasley anxiously. So I'm curious, like, what happens if you do miss the train? Like, you know, if, if you, sorry, if you miss the train and you don't have Ron Weasley as your best friend. I feel like you just. What happens in those situations? I, I honestly like, feel like you just take, like, the night bus. <laughs> right. That's what I would think, right? Or, like, somehow, or, or like, like, somehow like, you reach out to Dumbledore or you go, you write to Hogwarts yeah. and you're like, hey, I missed the train, fam. Can y'all pick me up? Like, how am I get, how am I get to school? Right. Um. And you don't have to panic. Go, I'm going to take, a take the next train to Hogsmeade. Or my parents are going to operate me to Hogsmeade unless you're a muggle-born. And then you're kind of screwed. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. All the... <laughs> this is going to sound really bad, but also I'm black, so whatever. I'm like, all the black muggle-borns. Right? Because first yeah, you won't see pee time. <laughs> and then you got to figure out the whole get through the barrier thing. Which, like, you know they explained to you, but they didn't really explain it to you. They explained it to you like everybody would know yeah. what that is. You know? I mean, Hagrid didn't explain it at all, so. No, Hagrid is, but Hagrid is, was not qualified. But. No. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so this is like a great example. Because obviously we were just in another country. When you go um, on your Google Maps and it's like, head east towards whatever street. And you're like, bitch, I don't know what street. So you just start walking. Like, you're 900 meters. <laughs> you're 900 so you're like, meters. I'm American. I don't know what. Where? I don't know how long. That <laughs> like, I'm American and we have a stupid system. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's 900 meters. Like for some real fucking reason. Or real, make real no far. Because I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like that. <sighs> because for some stupid reason, we decided that we didn't want to use the metric system, even though it makes more sense. But I don't know it, so it doesn't make sense. At all. But anyway, so you know, you have to start walking and then wait for the blue air, yep. the blue dot to be like, um, you wrong. And then you're like, okay, I got it. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to keep going in the right direction. But they don't have magical GPS. Which is what I'm so, saying. All the bl- yeah. Well, they have the point me smell, but if you're a first year, you don't, you know, don't that. know that. And you can't be out can't. at the King's Cross Station doing the point me spell? Nope. Can't. It's true. Can't do any of those things. Okay. So. 
Um, nice dog, Harry, called a tall boy with dreadlocks who is the current president of Hogwarts BSU. Thanks, Lee, said Harry, grinning, a serious wag his tail frantically. Oh, good, said Mrs. Weasley. Here's Alistair with the luggage. Look. And a porter's cap pulled low over his mismatched eyes. Moody came limping through the archway, pushing a cart full of their trunks. Way to be stealth, Moody. You're... You don't... (laughs) You ain't got two legs. People know who you are. I doubt a porter's cap is doing much. I doubt. Um, They're like, what's Matt and Moody doing with the Weasleys? All okay, he muttered. Don't think we were followed. Seconds later, Mr. Weasley emerged on the platform with Ron and Hermione. They had almost unloaded Moody's luggage when Fred, George, and Jenny turned up with Lupin. No trouble, growled Moody. Nothing, said Lupin. I'm still reporting Sturgis to Dumbledore. That's the second time he's he's not turned up in a week getting as unreliable as Mundungus. So this is where it's a little confusing because the hearing was on the 1st of August, right? No, 12th. 12th. Okay, so then it's been... 12th of August. Two weeks, which I can grant, maybe they, it's been a week in your brain or you're like, oh, it's been about a week. Um, I don't know if I think I told this before when I was like, I told someone, oh, we just had lunch. And they were like, that was three months ago. And I was like, time is relative. I don't know. It seemed mm-hmm. like yesterday. It's true. Um, so well, I can, no, I think I think it's probably I think it probably is the second time he hasn't turned up that week. Oh, okay. like he got cursed like maybe the week before. Okay. Um, we just didn't um, see the first time. Right. Um. So then, um, look after yourself, said Lupin. You two, and then he gives Harry a clap on the shoulder. Um, he's shaking all of their hands, and he gives Harry a clap on the shoulder and says, "You two, Harry, be careful." Yeah, keep your head down and your eyes peeled at Moody shaking Harry's hand too. And don't forget, all of you, careful what you put in writing. If in doubt, don't put it in a letter at all. If in doubt, go to the library. Um, it's been when great meeting doubt. all of you, said Tonks, um, hugging Hermione and Ginny. We'll see you soon, I expect. And I have a thing about this because she hugs Hermione and Ginny. They're not the boys. Which is like, okay, yeah, sure, she's younger, female bonding, but I don't know, I just feel like Tonks would have really hit it off with Fred and George, and they would have That's hugged. true. I, they definitely would have. I mean, they're pretty close, to, they're closer in age for sure. Right. Um, um, so, so, quick, quick, says yeah, Mrs. Weasley, like hugging anything. them, um, catching Harry t- uh, twice, right, be good, if you forgot anything, we'll send it on, onto the train, now hurry, and then um, for a brief moment, the great black dog cheated onto his hind legs, placed his front paws on Harry's shoulders, but Mrs. Weasley shoved Harry away toward the train door, hissing, for heaven's sake, act like a dog, Sirius. You could have called him Padfoot. You could have called him Snuffles. <laughs> That's true, but she hissed it, and probably no one else was we around so. to hear her, but they definitely were around. They, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can, your sight and, and hearing are two different but things. But dogs right? do you that. See a dog being like, yeah, but... Still, depending on like how humanly he stood up, but like depends on how it looks. Dogs do that all the time. Yeah, Um, I think dogs do that all the time. But I also think that like probably the way that he does it, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times when dogs do that, they're like jumping on you versus like, all right, son, have a good day at school. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Zelda does it. Zelda, Zelda pets me sometimes, and I think it's hilarious. She's like, your turn. Pat, pat. No. Like, That's adorable. Okay, weirdo. I love you. Um, I miss my doggy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so see you, Harry called out of the open window as the train begin- begins to move. Sirius is, you know, he's he's just been inside for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the black dog was bounding alongside the window, wagging its tail. Blurred people on the platform were laughing to see it chasing the train, and then they turned the corner and Sirius was gone. Um, <laughs> you know what I have? Also something dogs do. Dark chocolate peanut butter cups. It is something dogs do. But it's also serious, so it's a little bit, like, sad. But also, I don't know. It's a lot of things. It's I have a lot of feelings. Um, which is why we're here. And eating chocolate. He shouldn't have come with us, said Hermione, and eating chocolate. Uh-huh. He shouldn't have come with us, said Hermione, in a worried voice. Oh, lighten up, said Ron. He hasn't seen daylight for months, poor bloke. Which is very true. Um, they're both right, basically. Yeah. Like, he definitely shouldn't have come, but he also should be able to see daylight. <laughs> you know, whenever he feels like it. Um, he needs vitamin D. Is he just like... Maybe wizards don't need that. Yeah. Maybe he has, like, supplements or something. I don't know. Um, okay. So, Fred and George are leaving them because they have business to discuss with Lee. Um, Harry turns to Ron and Hermione and says, should we find a compartment? Uh, says Ron. Well, w- well, Ron and I are supposed to go to the prefect carrot, said Hermione awkwardly. Oh, said Harry. Right. Fine. I don't think we have to save the whole journey, said Hermione quickly. Our letters say we just get instructions from the head boy and girl and then patrol the corridors from time to time. Fine, said Harry again. Well, I, I might see you later then. Um, yeah, definitely, said Ron. So I think this is the moment where Harry's feeling a little left out, um, versus, like, I think the before when he was being made prefect, he, um, oh, sorry, when Ron was made prefect, he was just jealous because for, like, stupid reasons, and I think this is the moment where he's like, wow, yeah, there are the things that, I think this is when he's realizing there are things that Ron and Hermione will do without yeah. him. I also think, though, um, that it's the first time he's on his own. Um, since on the his train. first year. Well, the, yeah. Not necessarily on his own um, without Ron. Yeah, without Ron. Which is, yeah, slightly different and also like, his wheezy. Yeah, his needs his wheezy. But I also think it's interesting because I just would feel a type of way, and yes, he's 15, but um, Ron wasn't looking at Harry. Hermione said awkwardly, um, I don't think we'll have to stay there all journey, said Hermione quickly. Um, Ron casting a shifty, anxious look at Harry. Like, I just would feel the type of way if my friends thought that I was so fragile or so moody or so whatever that they had to be like, it reads as if they're kind of, they're scared of his reaction and not like they feel bad about leaving, but they feel like he might blow well, up. Well, I kind of think, I kind of think it's both. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but... he definitely blew up at them, like, two weeks ago. So, like, there's that. Um, Or three weeks ago, something like that. I don't know. It was fairly recent. Um, And then, also, I think with Ron, though, his anxiety is also just, like... He doesn't want to be Percy. He, yeah, he doesn't want to be Percy. Um, So he says... It's a pain having to go down there. I'd rather, but we have to. I mean, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not Percy. 
Um, so I think also part of this, and I didn't think of, until you said that, I didn't fully think about it. Like, for one, him saying he's not enjoying it, right? Like, well, one, if you like, if you don't want to be prefect, then don't be prefect. There's that. But we see, you don't have we see later, um, but then I also think, him, like, admiring his badge. So he does want to be prefect. He just doesn't want Harry or Fred and well, that's, George to Yeah, think he doesn't enjoying. want Harry to... Exactly. And that's and that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Because, like, what I'm saying is, like, if, if you just say see the I'm not enjoying it without the I'm not Percy, like, just on mm-hmm. its own, it very much seems like he's trying to, like, throw it away, right? And he's like, oh, I don't want to do this job. This is stupid. In which case, like, don't do it. But when you say, I'm not enjoying it, I'm not Percy, like, that's kind of the the thing, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's much more about Percy um, and what he's done to the family and how he... I mean, even if he hadn't deserted, like, disowned his family, like, he did the most as a prefect. Like... He really just did. Just one more time, can we shout out the seventh year boys? Whew. Or Percy's peers, who his roommates? We had to deal with him because, and all of my them. God. And Oliver. I just feel like we have to, we don't bring it up enough. Like, the <laughs> like suffering that they just, went through. You know, just pour one out for them. A moment of silence, something. Just if you have some time, pause the podcast right now. Just, if you're at your job, whatever. Just pause it. Take like 30 seconds and then come back because, whew, they need that. They, went, they need it all. They need all the energy they, they can get. Seven years. Whew. Man. Okay, but anyway, back to serious things. Um, <laughs> serious things. Yeah, I mean, I think just like, <laughs> um, I think the way that, just because of how Percy is, I think that like, Ron is definitely kind of struggling with trying to decide, you know, or just trying to like reconcile his actually wanting to be prefect and him wanting to have that Boy. like spotlight for himself and that glory for himself but then also struggling with the way that the last prefect in his family acts and acted um yeah um Portia also says that it's Ron's insecurities are probably showing up um and like he could be thinking who is he to be chosen over Harry um which he probably is thinking that but also Ron like you don't deserve to be prefect. Harry doesn't deserve, Harry to, be doesn't deserve to be prefect. None of y'all deserve to be go prefect. Go give that badge to Dean. Like, go give the badge to Dean and then go sit in the compartment with Harry. You know? Right. Like, that's all you gotta do. Just be like, hey, Dean, guess what? Congratulations. I'm gonna go sit down. Because that's what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I would like yeah. for to, to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, I know you're not, said Harry, and he grinned. But as Hermione and Ron dragged their trunks, um, like, dragged their trunks away, sorry, Harry felt an odd sense of loss. He had never traveled on the Hogwarts Express without Without Ron. Without his wheezy! Um, Without his wheezy. It still gets me in the heart. Um, Come on, Jenny told him. If we get a move on, we'll be able to save them places. Hey, look. Look Look at that. Look at Jenny. Look at like some some relationship development. Like she was just like, "All right, Harry, look, it's me and you, fam. We gotta go. We gotta find a seat. We can't just be standing here staring after your wheezy. Let's go sit down." Yeah. Um, also, she's not bothered by Ron. <laughs> she like him? No, you, not at all. You having feelings of a dead dude? He's scared of spiders. For why? why? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Right, said. <laughs> 
Sorry, that was funny. Um, Wright said Harry picking up Hedwig's cage. Um, so they go down the corridor. Um, most of the compartments are already full. Harry could not help but notice that a lot of people were staring at him with great interest, and several of them were nudging their neighbors and pointing him out. Um, he remembers that the Daily Prophet had been telling all the reader or its readers all summer um, what a lying show-off he was, and he wondered um, whether the people staring and whispering believed those stories. Um, they came to the very last carriage where they saw Neville, and uh, who was struggling with Trevor, who, I mean, just let him go, Neville. Trevor, Trevor don't want to be there. You don't want him there. He, got he has perform. he has to go defeat Lord Voldemort. I don't right. know what you're doing, but he has a dark lord to catch. So you're in the way, slowing him down. Just you know, let him. Yeah, let him get to work. What you taking him to Hogwarts for? If Voldemort's not at Hogwarts, he knows that. Um. <laughs> Hi, Harry. He paused. Or he sorry. He panted. Hi, Jenny. Everywhere is full. I can't find a seat. What are you talking about? Said Jenny. There's room in this one. There's only Looney Lovegood in here. Numble, uh, Neville mumbled something about not wanting to disturb anyone. Don't be silly, said Jenny. Uh, she's all right. So they, she opens the door and Harry and Neville follow. Hi, Luna, said Jenny. Is it okay if we take these seats? Um, the girl beside the window looked up. She had straggly, waist-length, dirty blonde hair, very pale eyebrows, and, a protuberant, and protuberant eyes that gave her a permanently surprised look. Harry knew at once why Neville had chosen to pass this compartment by, the girl gave off an aura of distinct dottiness. Perhaps it was the fact that she had stuck her wand behind her left ear for safekeeping, or that she had chosen to wear a, nef- a necklace of butterbeer caps, or that she was reading a magazine upside down. Her eyes ranged over Neville and came to rest on Harry. She nodded. Thanks um, to Jenny And Snow I wrote that at least she didn't put her wand in her back pocket, and she knows where her wand is. So who are that's you what to I'm judge? saying. Like that's actually a really smart place to put your wand. Right. Just like tuck that bad boy behind your ear. I mean, you always know. I mean, I always thought it would be heavier, like too heavy to do that. But it depends. But if it's not, on... then yeah, on wand length yeah. and all that kind Though, of. Though I have Luna's wand. Also magic. Magic, right? Um, I have Luna's wand, and of course it's like a replica or whatever. They stole my money. They took my money. Um, and it's got some weight to it. It really does, but magic. That's it. That's all I have to say. Um, Portia, Portia says that another reason Jenny sucks is for calling Luna out of her name like it was nothing. Um, which, yeah, one of the things that I thought was really strange though about, I think it's strange that she calls her Looney Mm -hmm. in this situation because, in others like she's the main champion again you know what I mean like she's I mean maybe at this point she's not really Luna's friend so she's kind of like on the fence but in other situations she like defends Luna you know what I mean when people call her out of her name so I don't know it seems weird also in the movies in the ahistorical as as like a spoiler heavy type thing um, Hermione introduces them to Luna Lovegood Looney aka Luna which Skips a whole nother area where Ron, or Ron, Harry and Jenny could have had a moment. Or just like why Hermione would know that. Right. In the first place. I think in the movie she's the same uh, grade as Harry and Ron. No, she's not. No. In the movie verse. We're supposed to. They no, don't I don't think, it, I don't think, think they did that. that. Really? I never 
Well, they don't mention it, but, Got like, that. that's how that's how Hermione would know. Or just Hermione knows everything. Yeah, I think it's a Hermione knows everything thing. Um, yeah, which is not good writing, but no. that's what they do. So, another reason why Order of the Phoenix movie is Great. the worst. Oh. And garbage. I thought you were going to say something else. To okay. Dumpster fire. Really? Really? You must um, not have so met me before. Voldemort um, okay. shoots so, at Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore makes it rain sand. I don't know how many times I have to go over this with you. You can tell me however many times you want. That movie is still the worst. I don't care. Dumbledore didn't turn that movie in the sand, so I don't know how magic he really is. And Harry crawling on the floor... Daniel doing some acting in that one. That was, that was, there was some good acting. There was some not great writing. And other things. We will, we're. Armani says we have seven months before we have time. to have this fight and he will rain feelings in my face. So let's keep going. I mean, as long as you don't do it in my face because I am on your side. That's all. Also, shout out I to Connie. To about that. Slash not shout out to Connie. Um. Because we keep having the same fight about whose fault it is that she puts feelings and she throws feelings at my face. But Connie be throwing feelings like nuclear bombs and they're not okay. It's not This is a non-proliferation podcast. Like there are feelings, but you don't got to chuck them like weapons. Okay, I'm done. Um, so Jenny asks um, Luna if she had a good summer. Yes, said Luna. Yes, it was quite enjoyable, you know. You're Harry Potter, she added. I love I know Luna. I am, said Harry. Lu- I love Luna. <laughs> I love her so much. She said, that, that was such a, that was. It was, was matter of fact. Um, it was literally, so this is, I've been hanging out with Aminata this weekend. Um, it was an Aminata uh, transition. It Just, mm-hmm. yeah, you can sit here. You're Harry Potter. I know who you are. I'm gonna go back to reading. Stating facts. Um, Neville Neville chuckled. Luna looked at him, and I don't know who you are. Ooh, the tea. Which is kind of yeah. Um, I'm nobody. Said Neville hurriedly. No, you're not. Said Jenny. Neville Longbottom. Luna Lovegood. Luna's in my year, but in Ravenclaw. Wit beyond measure is a man's greatest treasure. Said Luna in a sing-song voice, and then she raised her upside-down magazine high enough to hide her face and fell silent. Um, Harry and Neville looked at each other with their eyebrows raised and Jenny suppressed a giggle. Um, which to, to be honest, like I would have laughed too. Like, I think one of the things is that like Luna's great, but she's also really strange. And I think like with Neville and Harry, this is the first time they've ever interacted with her. So I think they're kind of just like, dare you? what's, what's happening? Strange is in the eye of the beholder. I think that Harry um, is very strange. I think that Luna makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, anytime, but, but also, like, anytime you kind of come into, con- especially with someone who is strange but is very, like, comfortable in that, you know what I mean? Like, Luna knows that she's weird and she doesn't give a fuck. Um, and especially when you're kids, right? You're 14 and 15 and you're expecting, and everyone gives a fuck, so you're expecting everyone to give a fuck. And clearly she's just like, whatever. What beyond measure is a, gr- is a man's greatest treasure. And so is not giving a single flying fuck um i'm gonna just read the quibbler upside down and y'all have a nice day then they're like what is what is happening here you know what i mean the truth. i think it's like 
enlightenment it's, is happening here. Great. Right. And I think it's like, it's a natural reaction. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a natural reaction based on like how people are socialized and like how teenagers are. Right. Like they should be just fine with how she is, but because of like where, how they grew up and like how old they are, it's, it's very strange, you know, or strange to them. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. And I'm not, and that has, that says nothing about Luna. No. And everything about them and, and the way the that we're, um, women. Um, socialized yep um okay so the train rattled onward guess what i got for my birthday said neville another remember all asked harry no said neville i could do with one though i lost the old one ages ago which is just pointless right because like what's the point of a remember all if you can lose it i mean i feel like we already discussed how we did, like, the remember all is <laughs> not helpful it not is not helpful at all unless the remember all is kind of no. like an eight ball that says you forgot Yo notes, yo whatever, but turn red. I don't, and people like me, what we done that? forgot eight or five, eight or nine things in a day. So which one is it? I don't know. Right. Then it's just stressful because then you're really trying to remember what it is right. you forgot, and that doesn't really help. And I was like, I can't remember what I've forgotten. Duh, because you forgot it. Now right. how about you get yourself a planner? Write this ish down and try again tomorrow. <laughs> or just like have something that goes like, you forgot your sweater, right? Or like, <laughs> you forgot your pe- your quill. Like, not just, hey, guess what? You forgot, you something. forgot something and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But that's also it's kind of the problem though. with the, Better figure with it the out. sneakoscope, the broken sneakoscope, which is like, something is a foul. Figure it out. And in a castle like Hogwarts, yes, it's like it could be anything. But also, it could be anything. It's true. But also, like, it was still, working. Peter Pettigrew was there. Right. And then they had some. And, like, then he was like, oh, it doesn't work. Mine doesn't work. But then there's another sneakoscope that, like, is more heavy duty in front of the imposter. It's another imposter. You just had one last year and your sneakoscope was acting up. And then, the, sorry, we're past Gobble the Fire. I just. Yeah. It brought something back. It just, it took me back. I'm gonna come back. I was transported. It's fine. We're good. The Weasley um, talk, um, so oh, never, he, <laughs> just start okay. talking to the chat room like that was about problem. more, oh, <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Miss, so Neville pulls out, um, a small gray cactus in a pot, except that it was covered and would look like boils rather than spines. Mimbulus Mimbletonia, he said proudly. There, it's really, really rare," said Neville. "I don't know if there's one in the greenhouse hog, at Hogwarts even. I can't wait to show Professor Sprout. My great uncle Algy got it for me in Assyria. I'm going to see if I can breed from it. Um, so I, I just, you know, I love how like happy Neville is talking about this. It's like the one thing that he feels really confident about. Um, confident about, yeah, confident about, and so you kind of get to see him like be who. It's just, it's really nerdy. It's nerdy as fuck. Watching him shine. It's like, have you seen, yeah. so there's it's this also kid, just like, um, it was going around like Twitter or YouTube or something, but this little boy who's really into plants as well, and like he should have had his own nature show, and he was explaining like the tree, and was getting like real mm-hmm. scientific with it, he was probably like eight or nine, I'll share, I'll, I'll try to find the video and share it out to you guys, um, but it was like, I don't care, I do not care about plants, I don't care about animals. 
But watching that little boy explain that tree, I was like, go ahead and explain that tree, sweetheart. Do that thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what that is. Yeah. Also, um, I have a headcanon that um, so Harry Neville didn't want to go into Luna's compartment because he thinks she's cute. Okay. I shipped them. I mean, in the movies, they did, too. Yeah. It was real random and a throwaway. It was real random, but... but you know. They could have they dated at some point, you know, I just and love then, the possibility that they dated. It didn't work out. They grew apart. They remained friends. She went off and married someone else. He became a professor, like normal humans. They both married... I think, I think Neville married Hannah Abbott, actually. What? I met her. Yeah. Not. And, um... And... Luna married Rolf Scamander, her Scamander. So maybe this prequel will give, and maybe it'll do like a. Sorry, this is hilarious. Maybe at the end of Fantastic Beasts, it'll do like a twenty or however the fuck many years later, fifty years later, and then it's like <laughs> Luna and Rolf. <laughs> that would be super, super trolly, but also like you know whatever the entire series is. It's trolly. Um, Fan service. All of it. Yeah. Harry knew that Neville's favorite subject was herbology, but for the life of him, he could not see what he would want with this stunted little plant. Does it, uh, do anything? He asked. Loads of stuff, said Neville proudly. It's got an amazing defense mechanism. Hold Trevor for me. So he gives Harry Trevor and then searches for a quill and then pokes the Mimbulus Mimbletonia with, um, the tip of his quill. Liquid squirted from every boil on the plant, thick, stinking, dark green jets of it. They hit the ceiling, the windows, and spattered Luna Lovegood's magazine. Um, it smelled like rancid manure. Sorry, he gasped, or Neville gasped. I haven't tried that before. Didn't realize it would be quite so. Don't worry, though. Stink sap's not poisonous, he added nervously as Harry spat a mouthful onto the floor, which has to be disgusting. If it smells like manure, just imagine what it tastes like. Like, Neville, you gotta chill, fam. Wow. Just a little bit. Um, um, sorry. And then I went on the wiki. Exact moment. Oh. Sorry. A uh, little bit of a tangent. Um, no, go ahead. So he did marry Hannah Abbott. The pair lived at the Leaky Cauldron where Hannah became landlady. She then retired from being landlady as of 2014. She and Neville were childless and scathingly reported by Rita motherfucking Skeeter as enjoying a little more Ogden's fire whiskey than most would expect from custodians of our children. Fuck you, Rita. You don't know their life. They ain't got no kids. Turn up, Hannah. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up, Neville. You know what I'm saying? Whether this is true or simply another scandalous rumor from Rita is unknown. It is obviously a scandalous rumor. Come on. It was also reported by Rita Peter that Neville is the godfather of Harry's second son, Albus Potter. Which I would believe that. That's probably true. Because, so like... With Rita, and, like, we know this, right? Like, she does take facts, and then she also, like, it's usually the moments where she is clearly just extra nasty. Right. Or when she, like, is, you know, there's speculation versus, like, oh, here's this fact, and that's just, like, what it is. Also, I remember that that little excerpt that Joe wrote that one time. That was cute. That was great. I remember that. It was great, because I was, like, reading it, and I was like, wow, Rita, you're the worst, while also being like, oh, look at my babies. (laughs) It was... Very All great. grown up. It was great. How old is um, Rita that she's still gossiping yeah. about these kids? I mean, they're I'm adults saying, now, fam. but like, damn, fam. 
But she's like, yeah. She's in you in your 80s and you still messy. Ain't learned a goddamn thing. Quite that old. But it's only been 19 years. <laughs> Her 80s. Yeah, because you know, petty people age fast. She got jowls and shit. <laughs> mm. She doesn't gain uh, like 50 pounds. Okay. Alright, so, of course, right at that moment, Cho Chang walks in, so everybody's covered in stink snap, and Cho's like, oh, this will be a perfect time to go see uh, what's going on with Harry <laughs> Potter. Um, oh, hello, Harry. Um, bad time? Oh, hi, said Harry. Um, said Cho. Well, just thought I'd say hello. Bye, then. And so she closes <laughs> the door, rather pink in the face, and departs. <laughs> Um, Harry slumped in the seat and groaned. He would have liked Cho to discover him sitting with a group of very cool people laughing their heads off at a joke he had just told. He would not have chosen to be sitting with Neville and Looney Lovegood clutching a toad and dripping in in stink sap. Um, so. Ill. Yeah, go ahead. One of them was ill, Harry. Gross. But I also, like, if he wouldn't have name-dropped Neville and Luna as uncool I would give him a pass mm-hmm. on like of course she comes in and I'm holding a toad covered in something called stink covered in stink stem. like yeah that's right. not ideal right. but then you had to like no be like uncool people like Neville and Looney and like Neville has been down how would you have gotten through oh no that's not right damn it like it hasn't happened yet? Is that what you're saying? No, I was about to be like, how did you get through the second task? But you got through that with Dobby, not Neville. <laughs> That's not how that happened. Yeah, definitely wasn't Neville. Definitely wasn't Neville. Was not Neville. Yeah. And I mean, I think the other thing, right, is that, like, there's a similar makeup of, like, in, in the next book, Harry is sitting with Luna and Neville, and he has, like, his entire outlook on that situation is different. Um... So there's also like again we were just talking about it like just the gross the socialization and being a teenager teenagers suck they just do they just do um I also as I too as a teenager sucked um and so of course there are like these things that he's gonna think but then he does unlearn them eventually and I mean that's good but yeah. he could also just be like damn. I mean, I, mean, I, I like, don't even see being mad at Neville in that moment. Like, really, Neville? You just messed up my moment, like, for real, with the stink sap? But you don't have to go into, like, you're so uncool, because that's right. stupid. And if he is uncool, then you're uncool, too. You ain't got no other friends. Right. True. And, like, when he says with cool co- with cool friends, like, he didn't say with Ron and Hermione, right? right? Like, he's, he's really thinking of, like, the, um, like, the stereotypical, like, the, the Patel, like, like you're like, like mean girls or yeah. some shit, where you're like, oh, it's me and my cool friends. Look at us laughing, and like the wind's blowing in our hair, and there's like music playing or whatever. Versus like, oh, like because if she had walked in and it would have been, a, and it was like a regular um, train ride, he'd just been like playing exploding snap with Ron. Right. You know what I mean? And he still like, would have been like, uh, hi, you ain't got no game. You don't right. get no game. Just like he's so boring. Exactly. Like, you still don't got nothing exactly. To say. Like this isn't exactly like ideal. You know what I'm saying? Like it did like kind of mess it up. But also, this is when I want to play the human host pipe. You're again. not that cool. Which I talked to one cool. of Harry and the Potters, and I was like, "So I'm really sorry, but I totally played one of your songs in our podcast." And he was like, "It's cool." 
<laughs> also, he knew my name and I freaked out a little bit. Deborah asks who in Harry's grade is cool. Um, uh, Parvati and Lavender. I mean, like, he doesn't really care for them, but they're actually the cool kids. Yeah. Um, and then but, maybe, like, but Ernie. She, uh, she says that Fred and George. Mm, Ernie, Ernie is a mini Percy. Um, but so Deborah says Fred and George, but they're Fred. Uh, Deborah says Fred and George, but they're older. Portia says Dean, but he hasn't become cool yet. Um, and then Deborah and Portia are like Dean and Lee, <laughs> the black kids. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's, we don't it's really know who the cool kids are, but I'm pretty sure Parvati and Lavender. It is very much like. Um, the girls have matured or be like taken on like a coolness, at least in the writing of it, you know, and the boys are still awkward and gangly and. Well, I mean, I don't know that they're still awkward and gangly. I just think they're not cool. I mean, I don't know, to me, the opposite of know. cool is being Harry awkward. would be cool if he wasn't. I think Harry would be considered cool if he wasn't being um, slandered by uh, the entire wizarding world. Yeah. Or Definitely, world. Like he would be the. Cool you know what kid. I mean? Like in the next book, he's running around. All the girls are like, "Oh my god, he's so cute!" And that's because like he's dark and tortured. You know, and he was telling the right. truth. He was in the Department of Mysteries, and he's super mysterious and all that kind of stuff. And he's all of those things now, right? Like he came out of the Triwizard Tournament. He's like super moody and all that kind of stuff. But the Ministry is like he is a liar. Damn you, and Portia! And like, so you know. Um, yeah, Portia says Cedric was cool, then he died. But none of these people who they're naming anymore are in Harry's year, so. But still, yeah. I guess they don't necessarily have to be in his year. Blaze is a beanie. Blaze is a cool-ass motherfucker, right. but, Also, you know, shout out to Clarissa like, in that video that I've watched, like, eight times. Because oh I don't even remember so what that episode it's is so from, good. but I was out of pocket. And that was amazing. So thank you so much and I also like sent it to everyone and I was like this is the most awesome thing to ever have awesomed in the history of awesome <laughs> yeah um is amazing yeah. um so okay Jenny gets so, rid of the stink sap um, and Ron yeah. and Hermione didn't turn up and for nearly an hour by which time the trolley lady had already sprouted large fingernails and threatened Harry and then made some cackling noise and then they got their pumpkin pasties and chocolate frogs and they were swapping the cards. Um, Ron shows up and says, I'm starving, sitting, um, stowing pig, pig next to Hedwig, grabbing a chocolate frog from Harry and throwing himself into the seat next to him. Um, he ripped off the wrapper, bit off the frog's head and leaned back with his eyes closed. Um... Well, there are two, there are two fifth-year prefects from each house, said Hermione, looking thoroughly disgruntled as she took her seat, boy and girl from each house, and guess who's a Slytherin prefect, said Ron. Malfoy, replied Harry at once, his worst fear confirmed. Like, how, how is, how, how is, how is Malfoy a prefect? How are any of these people, pre like, the Snape. Malfoy? The snake. Yeah, but then I'm like, how much do the heads of houses have pansy like, sway? Or, you know what I mean? I'm just curious, because I actually don't know. Because, like, McGonagall, then, what are you doing? Why is Ron Prefect? Still, I have a question about that. But, like, 
How is Malfoy prefect? Like, it just doesn't, like, you, I mean, we see, like, in a second, like, how he starts abusing his power, right? Immediately. Immediately. You can't, what? And I mean, like, maybe Pansy can be a prefect, but, like, there's probably some other Slytherin girl who has way more chill who could do it. Way more chill. Um, just, yeah. Um... Hufflepuff prefects are Ernie and Hannah Abbott, um, which I think, like, based on what we know about them, that makes sense. Like I said, Ernie is a mini Percy. Um, and then Anthony Goldstein and Padma Patel are for Ravenclaw. Um, we don't know who Anthony Goldstein is. Like, or this is the first time he was mentioned. Um, um, so, at LeakyCon, Aliza Weinberger, who... Uh, writes the stories for Leaky Cotton. She's awesome. Um, we had this conversation, and she goes in. Her feelings about Anthony Goldstein are very similar to my feelings on Seraphina Pickery. And what's really funny is, like, is this the only time we hear about Anthony Goldstein until that tweet? Is this, like, his only mention? Um, I know, I think he's, he's in the order of the, I'm not sorry, Dumbledore's army. Okay. So. But he's just the name. You're saying Anthony yeah. Goldstein? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he's in it, but he's Yeah, not, he's just, you know, but I mean, his, he's just, like, his a, entire being in Hogwarts is the name. Anthony Goldstein's a prefect. Yeah. Anthony Goldstein is another member of Dumbledore's army. Um, during the sorting, yeah. Goldstein, Anthony. Like, and then, yeah, and then when she says that, yeah, she's, he's a descendant of Tina and... She did say that? Queenie. Or, like, not, or, like, you know, they're related or whatever. Okay, I never, I didn't hear her confirm that, but it's funny that the only, like, Jewish kid, I guess, but he's really just a name. And it wasn't even until someone said, are there any Jewish people at Hogwarts, and she said, yeah, Anthony Goldstein. And that was on Twitter after these books had been out for a minute. Um, but I like that he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Luna says, you went to the Yobar with Padma Patel. Um, and Ron looks over at her um yeah i know i did he said looking mildly surprised she didn't enjoy it very much she doesn't think you treated her very well because you didn't dance with her i don't think i'd have minded she added thoughtfully i don't like dancing very much and then she retreated behind the quibbler again ron stared at the cover his mouth hanging open for a few seconds then looked at jenny for some kind of explanation but jenny was trying to stop laughing or trying to keep herself from laughing um we're supposed to patrol the corridors every so often he told harry and neville and we can give out punishments if people are misbehaving. I can't wait to get Crab and Goyle for something. You're not supposed to abuse your position, Ron, said Hermione. Yeah, right, because Malfoy won't abuse it at all, um, said Ron. So you're going to descend to his nev- to his level? No, I'm just going to make sure I get his mates before he gets mine. Um, literally, That's- none of them should be prefect. Like, just fire <laughs> them all, start over, try it to the ground. Who even needs prefects at this point? Like, this is all trash. <laughs> Corruption. Like, what the heck? For what? I was so shocked when um, I found out that prefects were a real thing. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Y'all just be putting children in charge of other children? 
That don't seem like a good apparently. idea. I mean, all. clearly it's not because you got Ron and Malfoy about to start turf wars. Like, what the fuck, Brent? Like, just oh just my god, job, I'm <laughs> now imagining them dancing like it's West Side Story, and I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm in. When you're a Gryffindor, you're a Gryffindor all the way. Um, sorry, <laughs> me. Um, I'll make Goyle do lines. It'll kill him. He hates writing, said Ron. Um, and then he lowers his voice to Goyle's low grunt and screws up his face in the look of pain concentration, mind writing in midair. I must not look like a baboon's backside. Everyone laughed, but no one laughed harder than Luna. Um, so she's just like dying. This is some Aminata. And everyone's kind of... It is. It's really extra. And Ron is like, are you joking? Like, are you making fun of me? And then everybody else starts laughing at Luna laughing and at Ron's confusion. Um, And then Harry, like, as she's laughing, um, she drops the quibbler and Harry notices it because he sees um, a picture on the front uh, that's a a fairly bad cartoon of Cornelius Fudge. So... Yeah, he only recognized him because of the lime green bowler hat. One of Fudge's hands was clenched around a bag of gold. The other hand was throttling a goblin. The cartoon was captioned, How far will Fudge go to gain green gods? Um, Beneath this were listed the titles of other articles, um, such as Corruption in the Quidditch League, How the Tornadoes are Taking Control, Secrets of Ancient Runes Revealed, Sirius Black, Villain or Victim? Um, So Harry asked if he can borrow the quibbler. Um... And he says he had completely forgot the magazine Kingsley had handed to Mr. Weasley to give to Sirius, but it must have been this edition of the Quibbler. Um, He found the page and turned excitedly to the article. This one was illustrated as well with a bad cartoon. In fact, Harry would not have known it was supposed to be Sirius if it hadn't been captioned. Um, Sirius was standing on a pile of human bones with his wand out. (laughs) Sirius, black as he's painted, notorious mass murderer, or innocent singing sensation. Um, Harry had to read the sentence several times before he was convinced that he had not misunderstood it. Since when had Sirius been a singing sensation? All his life. You didn't know. You uh, didn't ask okay. questions. Entire time. Right. Like, you only known him for, like, two years. Right. Not even two years. Like, a year and a half. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, know, you just found out that he was related to the Malfoys. Right. You don't know him. He, why can't he also life. be a singing sensation? You don't know nothing about That's him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You should, you should actually, what would be great is if he actually like wrote the series after this and be like, hey, dear Snuffles, I didn't realize that you, or sh- <laughs> you were in a boy band. <laughs> What's going on? Um, okay. So dear this is Snuffles, or should says. I call you Stubby Boardman? Stubby Boardman. Yeah. Um, okay. For 14 years, Sirius Black has been believed guilty of the mass murder of 12 innocent muggles and one wizard. Black's audacious escape from Azkaban two years ago has led to the widest manhunt ever conducted by the Ministry of Magic. None of us have ever questioned that he deserves to be recaptured and handed back to the Dementors. But does he? Startling new evidence has recently come to light that Sirius Black might not have committed the crimes for which he was sent to Azkaban. In fact, says Doris Perkis of 18... Acanthia Way, Little Norton, uh, Black may not have even been present at the killings. What people don't realize is that Sirius Black is a false name, says Mrs. Perkis. 
The man people have believed to be Sirius Black is actually Stubby Boardman, lead singer of the popular singing group The Hobgoblins, who retired from public life after being struck in the ear by a turnip at a concert in Little Norton Church Hill nearly 15 years ago. I recognized him the moment I saw his picture in the paper. Now, Stubby couldn't possibly have committed those crimes because on the day in question, he happened to be enjoying a romantic candlelit dinner with me. I have written to the Minister of Magic and am expecting to give Stubby, alias Sirius, a full pardon any day now. That's some um, wild, crazy stage five It's so stuff. wild. It's like the National Enquirer. And I'm here for Except, it. like, not terrible. <laughs> it's pretty it. great. It's pretty amazing. Um, so Harry finishes reading that. Perhaps it was a joke, he thought. And so he flicks a few pages back to find the piece on Fudge. Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic, denied that he had had any plans to take over the running of the Wizarding Bank Gringotts, which, when he was elected Minister of Magic five years ago. Fudge has always insisted that he wants nothing more than to cooperate peacefully with the guardians of our gold. But does he? Sources close to the minister have recently disclosed that Fudge's dearest ambition is to seize control of the goblin gold supplies and that he will not hesitate to use force if need be. It wouldn't be the first time either, said a ministry insider. Cornelius Goblin Crusher Fudge. That's what his friends call him. If you could hear him when he thinks no one's listening. Oh, he's always talking about all the goblins he's had done in. He's had them drowned. He's had them dropped off buildings. He's had them poisoned. He's had them cooked in pies. Um... (laughs) (laughs) so harry stops um thinking that fudge may have had faults um but finding it extremely hard to imagine him ordering goblins to be cooked in pies i also love the fact that like um you see these like writing quirks the same way that like rita has her weird quirks about you know just doing the most but in the quibbler it's like the first paragraph and then but does he (laughs) like in all caps Bum, yeah, bum, bum. It's pretty I mean, we only see the two, but they both have it, and I think it's hilarious. It's, yeah, I just. <laughs> um, so, anything good in there? Ron asked Harry. Of course not, said Hermione. The Quibbler's rubbish. Everyone knows that. Excuse me, said Luna. Her voice had suddenly lost its dreamy quality. My father's the editor. I... Oh, said Hermione, looking embarrassed. Well, it's got some interesting... I mean, it's quite... I'll have it See, back. and so Thank this you, is this is the moment, and right, where, like, yeah, it's, always... the, it's the tact. And this is where, right, where it's, you know... Tact. It's like... It's like the tact. one... It's like the one part of Hermione that I don't identify with. <laughs> this is why I don't buy her as a minister like, of magic. don't say shit. Like, just be quiet. What are you doing? Why are... You don't know her. She's li- She's reading it, so clearly she likes it. <laughs> you don't know her. You know her feeling? She's reading like, it. If, if, even if you don't know that This she's, is the bunny all over again. Like, yeah, girl, the bunny just died. Daughter. Let it be. Like, she's reading be the cool. Like, what are you doing? Right. Be cool, fam. The other, like, really funny part of this is that... And yes, like, she can grow up and learn tact and stuff like that. But, like, that's, like, kind of the political gene that, like... I'm like, how did she become Minister of Magic? But yeah. she can, like... <laughs> not make fun of someone all the time i mean maybe I as you get older right like it's been like a while so maybe as you get older you realize like hey maybe sometimes you just don't say things right. you just keep it yourself. Saying, gets like, even if you think the quibble is rubbish just like be cool just think like don't. oh she's yeah. reaching it right like she's 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 reading the quibbler clearly she finds some value in it let me be quiet 
It's so easy. It's so easy not saying words. So easy. Right. Um, so then the compartment door opens for the third time. Because, of course. Harry, of like, literally, course. Harry looks around. You can he had been expecting it. By this because right here. every time they're on the train without fail, every time. Draco literally always does this. Like, why? Why are you looking for trouble? Like, why? Just stay your ass in your compartment. And you can see him, like, you can see him in, like, his compartment, like, sitting there, because he doesn't have any real friends. Like, Crab and Goyle are grunting and, and sneezing or whatever, and Pansy Parkinson's, like, trying to get close or whatever, and then he's like, Let's go look for Harry. Like, I would rather go start seriously. Than like, deal literally, with go find some friends. Just like, then just Harry get doesn't want to be your friend. I already told you four Who's years Harry ago. Out of it? So, just come on, fam. Um, so Draco comes in, smirking he's at him between his cronies, Crab and Goyle. What he uh, Harry said aggressively. Manners, Potter, or I'll give you detention. You see, I, unlike you, have been made a prefect, which means that I, unlike you, have the power to hand out punishments. Yeah, said Harry, but you, unlike me, are a git, so get out and leave us alone. Clap back, King. Because, like, no no one has the time, Draco. No one has the time. Harry is the best Harry. We all know this. Oh my gosh. There's Holiday Dumbledore... Um, so then Malfoy just, decides, you know, instead of leaving, he goes, tell me, how does it feel to be second best to Weasley Potter? Shut up, Malfoy, said Hermione sharply. I seem to have touched a nerve. Well, just watch yourself, Potter, because I'll be dogging your footsteps in case you step out of line. Get out, yes, said Hermione, standing up. So Malfoy and Crab and Goyle leave. Um, and Harry notices, uh, knows at once that Hermione, like him, had registered what Malfoy had said. Um, and it had been just as unnerved by it. Um, it's the, when he says dogging, if no one else caught that. Um, because, you know, Ron didn't catch that. He's worried about chocolate frogs. So, he didn't. Dogging. I mean, he's hungry, but also, he just. No. He doesn't, he doesn't catch the. <laughs> I know that. And you know. And I agree. One, but also, Ron consistently bomb. does not catch these things. It's just also a fact. But those chocolate fog frogs are bomb as fuck. Yeah. Consistently. Which... But he's a prefect. <laughs> um, so he had thought Sirius coming with him at the station was a bit of a laugh, but suddenly it, it seemed reckless, if not downright dangerous. Hermione had been right. Sirius should not have come. What if Mr. Malfoy had noticed the black dog and told Draco? What if he had decided that the Weasleys, Lupin, Tonks, and Moody knew where Sirius was hiding? Or had the or had Malfoy's use of the word dogging been a coincidence? Um, I don't know. Do yeah, we I know? Think he'd, I, th- I feel like it's not a coincidence, and he does know about Sirius. But it's also one of those things where he can't. It's not like they can tell the minister because <laughs> then you're like, well, how do you know that Sirius is? is yeah, it's biggest? oh, Peter Pettigrew told me who? Yeah, what? <laughs> Well, when I was it's hanging out at Voldemort's house. It's more of a Voldemort house, thing what? than a, like a Voldemort <laughs> like, problem than a ministry problem. So you know it's what kind I mean? of like, okay, like, they know his it, 
I mean, either way, it's a safety issue. Yeah, either either way, it's a safety right. issue for Sirius. And Sirius is not worried about Voldemort um, in that way. Right, right. Because Voldemort still can't get to yeah, Sirius at true. number 12. Because they saw him on the platform, so they know he's alive, but they knew that anyway. Like, there isn't actually much... And Harry's right to be kind of, like, concerned about it and... Um, but there isn't that much real. No, but I changes, think that like the Malfoys knowing this of later. Well, no, later Sirius is like, oh, I think the platform thing went well, so maybe I should come visit you. And Harry's like, nah, fam, you got caught. You got so you know what I mean. Like, I think if if no one had noticed that, Sirius would have tried it again, and then it, he could have gotten caught. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. they arrive at Ho- or in Hogsmeade. Um, Ron and Hermione are supposed to supervise the, you know, everyone leaving the train. So they disappear, um, leaving Harry to look, and the others to look after Crookshanks and Pigwidgeon. Um, I'll carry the owl if you like, said Luna. Thanks, said Harry. So they, um, you know, go outside and Harry steps down on the platform, listening for the familiar car call of first years over here, first years. But it didn't come. Um, instead, it was a different voice. So I just also want to point out that this is like, another sign like in addition to the prefect you know positions it's another sign that like this year is not going to be the same um you know what i mean like it's it's definitely going to be yeah like a it's this it's going to be a rough one like you don't hear you don't hear haggard like these are all just kind of things that he yeah just kind of like counts on when you going to Hogwarts and like things that he was looking forward to. And then it's not there. And also the whole, you know, that the thing that makes Hogwarts his home and like makes it his like place of comfort, like all of the comforting pieces of it are slowly being taken from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Connie. Have you met Connie? Uh, I have. Have you? I have. I'm regretting well, it now. I, I'm not. I love her. Cousins, I was going to say, really? Damn. <laughs> I like, can't relate. <laughs> um, okay. First years, line up over here, please. All first years to me. It was Professor Grubbly Plank, who, you know, again, we just want to, you know, she's way more qualified, but Hagrid can definitely take some first years across the Great Lake and be fine. So he could still do that in his capacity as um, as gamekeeper, which he did for two years. Keeper of keys and yep. grounds, and he did that, you know, way All before him. he was made. He got the that. care of magical or the teacher for care of magical creatures. So it's not really taking his job, in which he was not qualified and has not been qualified and remains unqualified. Yes, but as gamekeeper, he got that on lock. He got it. Ain't nobody better. Nope. Ain't nobody. Um, does it better? So we're at two hours. Makes the grounds happy. Robin, Robin. Okay, we, sorry. We, yeah. I'm done. It's getting late. Um, where's Hagrid? Uh, Harry asked Jenny. I don't know, but we better get out of the way. We're blocking the door. Oh, yeah. Um, so they become separated as they're moving through the crowds. Um, Harry continues trying to look for Hagrid. He can't have left, he told himself. He's just got a cold or something. Um, he looks around for Ron and Hermione, Wanting to know what they thought about the re- reappearance of Professor Grubbly Plank, but he couldn't find them either. Um, so he goes over to the hundred or so horseless stagecoaches that had, that took the students above first year up to the castle. 
Um, Harry glanced, turned away to keep lookout for Ron and Hermione, and then did a double take. The coaches were no longer horseless. There were creatures standing between the carriage shafts. If he had had uh, to give them a name, he supposed he would have called them horses, though there was something mm, reptilian about them too. They were completely fleshless. Their black coats, cloaks, mm, coats clinging to their skeletons, of which every bone was visible. Their heads were dragonish, and their pupilless eyes, white and staring, wings sprouted from each wither, vast black leathery wings that looked as though they ought to belong to giant bats. Standing still and quiet in the gloom, the creatures looked eerie and sinister. Harry could not understand why the coaches were being pulled by these horrible horses when they were quite capable of moving along by themselves. Um, so Thestrals. Like, Thestrals, but also the certainty that Harry has that they weren't there last year. Like, magic, fam. You couldn't (laughs) see them last year. But but I think that, like, he thinks of it as, he thinks of it as, like, they're magic, so why are these creatures here now, right? Like, I don't think that it's necessarily a leap to be like, why are there creatures pulling it when it could magically move last year, right? Um, And not necessarily understanding that, like, they weren't horseless. Like, they were there the whole time. Um, Um, But then also, again, just, wait, really um, quickly, just, like, a reminder of what Thestrals are. Um, We'll, like, learn about it, but it's a spoiler every podcast, so y'all should know. Um... It's, like, a creature that you can only see once you've seen death and, like, seen and fully processed death. So this is why Harry didn't see them um, at the end of Goblet of Fire when they were going back to um, the Hogwarts Express because he hadn't, you know, he was still kind of going through the initial trauma of and, like, acceptance of seeing Cedric's death. But at this point, like, it's been three months it's it's happened he's like kind of he's still traumatized and having problems with that but he has like accepted and like understands that that's what happened um yeah and that's also why he didn't see them his first year because he was too young when he saw his parents die to right and the horcrux Um, like voldemort saw it but the horcrux doesn't really have bearing on whether you see thestrals so yes um Um, so ron comes up where's pig that Luna girl was carrying him. Harry said, where do you reckon Hagrid is? I don't know, said Ron, sounding worried. He better be okay. And I put like eight hearts because. I know. They care Ron so is, much about Hagrid Ron and they're also on the same and they page. Care. Yeah. Just Harry and his wheezy caring about Hagrid. It's just a lot. It's so good. Why is um, there, there should be a, there should be a wizard. Uh, nope. Nope. Keeping it for trap. Wizard trap. Yep. Harry and his wheezy. Oh, yes. That's our band. Our rap group. Our trap group. You just be called I have no musical talent. Oh, I mean, me neither. I mean, I can play the drums. That's about it. Okay. Um, Um, okay. (laughs) Um, So, Hermione emerged panting from the crowd. Oh, so before that, Harry notices Draco... um, Crab, Goyle, and Pansy Parkinson pushing some timid-looking second years out of the way so they could get a coach to themselves. Again, why is he a prefect? For what? I don't see Blaze up in there. Need answers, but don't have any because they don't make no sense. Nope. Um, Malfoy is being absolutely foul to a first year back there. I swear I'm going to report him. He's only had his badge three minutes, and he's using it to bully people worse than ever, says Hermione. Um, Which, again, none of these people, like... 
Why couldn't it ever be someone who deserves it? Like, I'm still annoyed that <laughs> Dean... Like, this is the thing that's gonna bother me for the rest of the book. And I don't think it ever really... Like, I just kind of put it out of my mind before. But we're, you know, deep dive, chapter by chapter. Like, why? All these people are prefects, and they don't have to be. There are other students who go to Hogwarts. Ugh. Okay. I don't know, man. It's a problem. Um, Malfoy is being absolutely foul to a first year back there. I swear oh, I I'm said going that. to report him. Oh. I read that part already. You did, and then you went into your thing, and I... <laughs> it's fine. They look for a carriage, What? and then Harry asks Ron... What the like? What are the horses in the um, carriages? What thing said Ron? Those horse. Um, and then he's interrupted by Luna, who comes with Pig. I was saying, what are those horse things? Harry says to Ron again. What horse things? The horse things pulling the carriages. What are you talking about? I'm talking about look. So Harry grabs Ron's arm and wheels him about so he can come face to face with the winged horse. Um, what am I supposed to be looking at? At the there, between the shafts, harnessed to the coach. It's right there in front. But Ron continued to look bemused. A strange thought occurred to Harry. Can't, can't you see them? See what? Can't you see what's pulling the carriage? Ron looks seriously alarmed now. Are you feeling all right, Harry? I, yeah. Um, so Harry's really confused because clearly Ron can't see it. And he ha- he's pretty clear that like, or pretty sure that Ron isn't, you know, joking or pretending. Shall we get in then? Said Ron. Yeah, said Harry. Yeah, go on. It's all right, said a dreamy voice from behind, from beside Harry as Ron vanishes um, into the coach's dark interior. You're not going mad or anything. I can see them too. Can you, said Harry, desperately turning to Luna. Oh, yes, said Luna. I've been able to see them ever since my first day here. They've always pulled the carriages. Don't worry. You're just as sane as I am. Um, And smiling faintly, she climbs into the musty interior of the carriage after Ron, not altogether reassured, Harry follows her. So you could, she could have explained in that moment. Sorry, like it's a wonderful quote. Oh, it's a wonderful quote. And like, I love it. But also like Harry, I mean, she definitely could have been like, by the way, they're called vegetables and you can only see them if you've seen death. Like, I mean, that's kind of a sucky thing to have to say, like the first time you meet someone, but still, like instead of just being like, you're just the same as I am. And then walking away, that's just not comforting. Even if, like, even if you aren't, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, even if you aren't a weirdo like Luna, and, like, like, even if Ron's could see it, she is a weirdo. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing, she just is a weirdo. But, like, I mean, you're a weirdo, I'm a weirdo. But the thing I was gonna say, though, like, even if Ron was just like, oh, yeah, I see him, you're just the same as I am, that shit would be, just, you, if you, when you ever tell someone, like, if you say it like that, then they're like, okay, well... I, I still don't have answers. I'm very confused about what's going on here. Yeah, I guess so. so. It's also like, I don't know you. I don't know how sane you right, are. Right, exactly. Like, we just met. So that's not really comforting. Um, yeah. But, So who's yeah. your MVP? Um, I said Jenny. Um, what? Which, yeah, so I think that despite the... I have a reason. Despite the, like, one moment where she calls Luna Looney, um, which I still kind of think is a... is kind of a character not a character flaw i think it was a writing kind of mistake in a way just be, just because of the way that like joe characterizes jenny later on in like relation to, to luna um but i i made jenny my mvp because of the way that she kind of like 
got past all the feelings, you know what I mean? So, like, Harry's like, oh, no, my Wheezy. And Ginny's like, fam, let's go find a compartment. Um, he's like, oh, no, Cho saw me with Stinksap. And she's like, it's fine. Let's move on to something that really matters. Um, and, like, Neville's like, oh, no, I can't sit with Luna. And she's like, dude, it's, like, six NPCs here. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So I feel like I just appreciated that. And I appreciate, yeah, I just appreciated her in this in this chapter. And I, you know, I know that you're shaking your head and you're looking all disappointed because you're going to make Luna your MVP because it's the chapter. But she didn't it really do very much in this right chapter. there. No, she, but she didn't really do any much. She didn't do anything other than be introduced, which is why, like, I thought about it. But I was like, she didn't actually do anything in this chapter except for, like, she sit there, which is fine. And I think that she there are other... Good Wait, can I finish what I'm saying, up? though? I didn't, you can you can explain okay. why you made her your MVP, but just let me say, like, there are other moments where I will make Luna my MVP because she actually does something, but, like, I generally make people my MVP because of something they do and not just because I love them. So, that's just how I go okay, about it. And you made, your, Luna, you made Luna like, your MVP and Luna you can explain why. By being herself okay. openly without judgment or even within the face of judgment she doesn't care she is who she is she introduces them to the quibbler she lets them um not lets them sit in her compartment but like she like welcomes them into the compartment and then says hey we go to the same school i've noticed you except for neville <laughs> she doesn't say and i've like, noticed she doesn't say i've noticed you she said you're harry potter which you don't have to go to the same school yes. to know that he's harry potter well yes but like just and she gives us an outlook into like beyond the Gryffindors, and yes, that's very true. Luna. So, um, Amani makes Luna motherfucking love good his MVP uh, for being unbothered in her authentic self. Portia also makes Luna love good her MVP for being unapologetically herself, especially when most people are worried about making a good first impression. And helping Harry to make sense of things with humor and unique insight. And Toya makes Sirius Black her MVP because he got out his feelings long enough to be there for Harry. And I'm cool with all of these MVPs. Yeah, same. I sign off on all of them. Um, um, I benched Draco because, like, why are you like this? Like, not only should he not be prefect, but, like, leave Harry alone. Harry doesn't have the time. him alone. Like, go do something useful with your life. Hey, pick up a hobby. Like, do something. Like, I don't understand. Read. I, it's fundamental. Like, read a... Seriously, do something. Just do something else. Something else. Um, who did you bench? I benched Draco, and I also benched Connie. Which Connie for making me feel feelings. Connie feel. didn't do anything. She did. Um... Toya also benched Draco, and so did Portia, and Amani benched Sirius. And he benches Sirius for having no chill and almost getting them all hemmed up and giving Dumbledore a reason to keep him in solitary, which is, like, really interesting because you would think that that would, for Amani, he would be like, and I benched Dumbledore for keeping him in solitary. Well, I mean, but he had an opportunity to bench Dumbledore and he didn't. That's true. He did have an opportunity, and Gross. I did think he was going to bench Dumbledore, but he didn't. Yeah. So, what would you look at that? Is it gross? 
Um, it's shocking, whatever it is. It, yeah, it's a, it's a plot twist, is what it is. Um, curious, so very you. curious. Thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Sorting Hat's new song. Uh, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Uh, join the conversation on Twitter, Alley Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Check out our website at blackgirlscreate.org. Join all our social And don't forget to rate and review us on us. iTunes and get entered yes. to win the Ravenclaw House Edition of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Winner will be randomly chosen and announced on the October 4th episode. Yes. Yes, it will. Well, thank you. And goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Good day, sir. I said good day.